0: Hey, this is Scott, co-founder of Arkasaur Tabletop and DM of the Arkasaur D&D Podcast. I'm just wanting to take a minute to let you know that our website, arcasorttt.com is up and running, and we also have opened a merch store that can be accessed through our website. We have shirts, buddies, tumblers, and all sorts of stuff, including an adventurer's pack. I love the adventurer's pack. Please be sure to drop by and check it out for yourself. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, you're listening to Archosaur D&D. This series contains content not quite suitable for children, so viewer discretion is advised. Yeah. So, um... That was... Uthra, um any more movement or are you just stay in there? I'm stay put.
1: Uthra's gonna move in a little closer. Because okay. he thinks that's why those other two tail spikes didn't hit.
0: Okay. Um see. You hear another crack come from the from the little wooden cage that you made. And you hear you hear just this little thing just freaking out and panting heavily inside of the this little constant is just freaking out and panting heavily pushing on the bars that you've made out of twigs to try to escape its little it's little cage
1: well we calm down kitty
0: of... <laughs> what honey
2: inside of a wardrobe yeah we did
0: Okay, oh, yeah, so, it did. It's still trying to escape the cage that you put in the wardrobe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah! Poor Timmy. And, and its cries are muffled because it's inside the wardrobe.
0: Yep. Uh, Rost is tired of this crap. So, Ross is going to just <sighs> reel back and anybody has ever seen Dragon Ball Z just you know where Goku is just like you just see blurs instead of arms um so yeah. that's
1: oh fist of the North Star
0: yeah a 16 to hit a 21 to hit not a crit let's see um uh, doing things of the serpent Alright, I'm just making sure I got stuff um, put in correctly. So, I'm trying to find one of the abilities that I'm going to use. Where is it? There it is. Um, he's also going to do Barrage of Fists, um, he's going to do a Florida Blows. And then expend no, he's gonna expend a key point for Flurry Blows and expend another key point for barrage of fists, giving him four strikes.
1: Four additional strikes. Four (laughs) additional strikes.
0: So that's a hit, a hit. Uh that twenty-eight, that's three hits. Nineteen, that's four four hits. Thirteen, that meets the AC, that's five hits. And fifteen, that's six hits. So that's twelve, nine, nine, eleven, ten, and seven. So that would be six, four, four, five, and five. Yeah, it's only taking half damage from all these attacks. But
1: well, you got to remember his his attacks count as magical weapons.
0: Yeah, but it's uh, it's so resi-
1: any resistance to non magical weapons is um, negated.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Unless it's like a barbarian rage thing, where barbarians don't give a shit magical or not, it's just resistance.
0: So that would be 11 and 10. Alright, this this larger, more battle-hardened T-Rex is now wavering heavily.
1: 58 points of damage, I, I think anything
0: would start to be wavering. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Suka, it's your turn.
2: 58 points of damage. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> 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 I'm pulling out my dagger and take a You're small step back. To it and stab it? run up, jump off the bridge and I'm gonna leap onto this thing. Oh no. I lost her in I lost her into Well she's somewhere in there. Uh, I lost my token. In... Yeah. Inside the Rex. Well that, that might work we... if that might work out for whatever happens. Uh Yeah Oh I don't no, know. she is easily within five feet of that. Yeah. I, I,
0: oh, no. I don't I don't know how to make it make the the Tyrannosaurus Rex be a layer underneath, so... You're just gonna have, have to live um... with it.
2: <clears throat> okay, so... So,
1: oh, she took a fly bonus and then a... Onto it.
2: Yeah, uh... Bonus action, cast... And... I'm gonna use... For whatever reason, uh, Shard's not bringing it up, but I know for a fact I do have it. Um, I have a fourth level... A single fourth level spell slot. Okay. I'm going to cast a 4th level Searing Smite. Okay. Which, you know, lasts for multiple attacks. Yes. Alright, so... Double Searing Smite. With my ridiculous poison damage dagger.
1: (laughs) See, I think that Searing Smite That's it at...
2: Oh boy, um... I'm a Hexblade, this is my Hex target, so 19's on the die crit for me. Okay. So, crit and 16 plus my they, dagger...
0: They both hit.
2: Yeah, my, my dagger is stupid with the plus to hit. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> So...
1: 4d6 of fire damage, in addition to all the poison and weapon damage. Oh
2: my gosh. You all might right. want
1: to go ahead and roll Let... the damage and shard.
2: No, no, no. I I want the people to hear the amount of damage I'm about to roll here. So. I'm
1: just that's... saying, if you don't have enough d6...
0: Handful one, um, handful two. Uh, make let's sure you see. count out
1: the correct number of so... dice.
2: Yeah, so, uh, let's see, Searing Smite is 1d6 per spell level, right? Yes. Yes, so So that would be 46. right. so.
1: Okay. And if it manages to survive, it will make
2: a... I, also, no, I swung twice and landed twice.
1: Yes, that's why I'm saying, if it manages Um... to survive, then it'll make a constitution save.
2: Yeah. Alright. I'm just grabbing all my D6 at this point. fire! Okay. Uh that's one more. And alright. I think that's all my D6. So let's see. Um I'm gonna have to probably roll them multiple times, so let's see. Uh I'm gonna just start with the poison yeah let's see that's four five six and seven so that's base so i need to double that because it crit it needs to make a con save against the poison to half it so that's two yeah
1: so 14 d6
2: of poison damage so here's just the poison
0: Alright, you said it was a con save? Yeah, it will be a con
2: yeah, save. Yeah, uh, DC 15.
0: Yeah, it fails. It rolled 10. Oh no.
2: On the oh no. Yeah, so it's taking all this.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's taking 14 yeah, D6 a... of poison, 40 Hey, I'm fire. sorry people,
2: uh, this is gonna take a little while for me to calculate, but I will do it the fast, uh, the fastest I can, so...
0: There's a calculator app on your phone, and there's a calculator app on your computer.
2: Yep, that's what I'm doing. Just enter
1: the dice as as they come up.
2: Yep. I'm just lining them up in a row so I can actually read them all. Yeah. Okay.
0: The silence is deafening. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is the poison. So I need to roll eight D six for the fire, Mm
1: -hmm. and then two D six for your hexblade, because I think it adds a Uh, D
2: six. No damage. No, my hexblade curse. No, my hexblade's curse just adds a flat six.
1: Ah, okay.
2: I need to at roll also 4d4 because of my dagger. Oh, so go ahead just... and
1: get the fire damage first.
2: Yep. Okay. Do... Two... Do, 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 I'm pretty sure this thing just explodes. <laughs> oh, okay. Lord. I guess uh, that
1: is poison damage.
2: <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, adding in uh, both the dagger, the smite. And now, the poison from just the first attack. Uh, I need to also add in at 11 to that because of my damage modifier and Hexblade Curse. That's 113 damage!
1: <laughs> the first blow.
0: Okay, um, before you go on to the second blow, how do you want to do this? <laughs> Uh,
2: Setsuka's token kind of disappeared. I like to think she runs off the bridge, jumps, accidentally jumps into its mouth, and just starts stabbing (laughs) (laughs) repeatedly into the the roof of the mouth, into the brain. And, like, as the Rex falls over, people just see her cut her way out of its neck, just covered in saliva and gore.
0: Okay, um i i i'd say that that's that is how it goes down t-rex falls goes yes. boom and then you carve its way out of its neck going <laughs> who's next ah! i still
2: have one more attack so uh
0: exactly what? who's yeah. next
1: <laughs> that <laughs> that's the yelling of who's next
2: uh let's see i can go about there
0: mm-hmm with the last of my
2: movement. Attack. It would be a disadvantage, but whatever.
0: Yeah, why not?
2: It's with the it's with a it's with a dagger. I have a plus sixteen to hit with this. Fire! Goodness. Uh yeah, even I have to crit fail to miss. So yes. six plus 16. And... 22, hit. Uh you're you're plus sixteen?
1: is above its AC. Yeah. Even a crit fail will hit it.
0: No, a cri- the only thing that would make it fail is a crit fail. That A one's a one's a one.
2: Okay. So. You can roll
0: a two and still hit it. Yeah, you All can right. roll a two so,
2: and still hit it. So, I uh, need to make it, so, con save again.
0: No need, just, you don't even need to roll damage. Like, your base damage is enough.
2: So, uh, so, base eleven plus my D fours. Yeah. Okay. So just throws the dagger.
0: Yep. So I nail
2: it in the other eye. Yeah. It so, goes right through and out the ear. So what what what
0: you what you all see is <laughs> It's almost like in slow motion. The scene slows down. You see you see um Suka do this kind of hop, hop on one foot, reel back, and let the dagger go. And it just... And over, and over, and... And it's just... Slowly... Flashing glints of silver... Yeah, silver and... And the T-Rex right? t- t-
1: turns its head straight at it. No, silver... Mm-hmm. And,
2: right, right? Like, you could see, like, probably, like, briefly, her patron, like, kind of intervenes slightly. And you just see, like, the image of a blue dragon, like, outlining...
0: Yeah, and um the <laughs>
2: dagger as they just
0: <laughs> ca- Camera camera pans and you see you see Ross doing his best. Oh, no, 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 no. no at, into the into the <laughs> stomach of this T-Rex Just straight up. And the camera zooms in and you see it hit the dead eye. And then the camera pans around the other side of the T-Rex's head and you see the tip come out the good eye and just continue to sail on. And the T Rex just falls (laughs) to the ground on top of Rost.
1: (laughs) Sorry, so it's more like curled around Rost.
2: No, no, if he's underneath it punching his belly, it falls on him. It fell on him. Does he take? Does he take like crush damage or something?
0: No, but he is going. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I just call out to Uthra to um, lift the T Rex's head. Yep.
0: Just, so, you
1: know, it... grab the T Rex's head and just start lifting as much as it can.
0: Yep, much so. As can. So you. Uh... And then
1: Ross just sort of tumbles out from underneath it.
0: Yes. Um. Ross was actually dead set underneath it, so it's actually you kind of have to do a one-two heave, one-two heave, and finally you roll yeah, so the T Rex he over just... enough that he can wiggle or... his way out.
2: Other suggestion: <laughs> just have the Drake and Uthra start eating their way through the stomach of the Rex until they get to Ross.
0: Nah, you, you're able. You're know, I, able I, I, to. I just
2: told
1: Uthra just grab its head and start you know, flapping your wings to sort of heave and move it
0: Yeah, until but you, Ross
1: pops out
0: regardless, it takes about four or five minutes before you're actually able to get Ross out from underneath it, he doesn't suffocate, he's not crushed, he was actually holding it up pretty well by himself but <sighs> that being said, uh, Suka where's your dagger?
2: uh bonus action call it back
0: there you go yeah i know this like yeah i where's i I had
2: uh the enchanters like it already had the venom enchant like the poison enchantment from you know the assassins yeah and i already had a dagger of returning as like a base weapon a magic weapon that i started out with so i'm like here enchanter Take these two things, put them on this one, which is like a nice, like, fang looking dagger. Yeah. Yeah, fantasy dagger. So now, it's a return. (laughs) So, it's a returning poison dagger.
0: Yep. So now you have an albino, a dead albino T Rex, and a heavily scarred and jacked up T Rex with multiple. Ballista bolt sticking out of it. <sighs> what do you do?
2: We um, start butchering
1: butcher him for a feast. Meat yeah, we're gonna have to sever the big guy's head to make sure none of the poison gets in into the rest of it.
2: <clears throat> ah, don't worry, we got a river. We'll just stick him in the water. Be okay, be
0: fine. So you're gonna you're gonna do some on site. Well,
1: meat gets poisoned; it, it won't be good.
0: That's do... why
2: we're sticking the poison meat in the river. The river will wash the poison away. So also, you're... also, I want to point out: uh, the poison doesn't cause the poison status effect. So I don't think it's a lingering poison. It's just like an instance of poison. So, yep. Okay, so
1: only where the wound is is where the poison might linger.
2: Yeah, so no one eat around the head or neck, which is not where any of the good meat is. All the good meat's like in the back.
1: Yeah, so basically we use my uh, sword of dragon slaying to remove the viscera from both T-Rexes and then just sort of Mm. largely carve them up. Let Uthra have his fill of a chunk of one and we try to keep the albinos' hide intact as much as possible.
0: Okay. Um, to rough oh, yeah. to roughly carve, you don't need to roll anything. But with the albino, if you want to keep the hide as pristine as possible, I will need a survival check from one of you. Uh,
1: I
2: think
1: Suka has the higher survival check.
2: I got a plus ten in survival, so should I make that and roll? And mine's plus nine. Also, I'm actually proficient. I'm also proficient in like crafting stuff such as jewelry with that counts for this. Uh, right, um, no, you would have to have proficiencies
0: to the... in Tanner's kit. Okay. But, alright.
2: But, still, all plus right,
1: so I, I I, I took care
0: of the albino's hide. I got a 20. Okay. Um, A 20 is more than good enough. Um, you're able to make sure to sit the only the only parts that look ragged was where um, I chopped Suka chopped way her out way out neck. and where um, Suka's Drake um, I forgot I the name of right. it. Yeah, bit it's, bit its leg. That's about it. Uh, the rest of it is fine. So you have a very large amount of of albino t-rex. T-Rex hide. And then with with T Rex meat, T Rex like as as I said, you won't even have to roll for it if you were just harvesting meat. You're not trying to go after anything important. Um, roughly roughly carving it up, you know you're not a butcher, but you know how to cut things. So
1: we're both rangers, so we know how to butcher at least small game. Yeah. So it should translate to large.
0: Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying like you're not. It's not a thing of, oh, so this is the porterhouse cut. You're you're not professional. It's just like, this is meat. Cut meat. Get meat for food. So you you now have amassed a lot of of, I mean, a lot (laughs)
2: of of T-Rex meat. meat. The prince (laughs) would be very happy with this.
0: And it will unsalted, unpreserved, it will last for you know, cutting off stuff that starts smelling bad, it'll last for roughly a week before it starts going too south to eat.
2: Yeah. Well, we're right next to the vault, the 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 mountains slash volcano, which has a bay area on the other side, which you know has salt water where we can you know harvest salt and then salt it, preserve it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: just so saying we've that got it, plenty of time to. Per- preserve the meat. And yeah. we just go ahead and roast
2: some of it. Yeah. Cold bold dance around the campfire.
0: <laughs> um, All haired and... the queen. You, you you finally hear a small snap come from the inside of the wardrobe that you have the Comps and in. And you hear scrambling at the doors of the, of the wardrobe.
2: I, I go open the wardrobe and pick up Timmy.
0: Um Timmy at first tries to <clears throat> tries to bite you but doesn't really do a good job at it.
1: Yeah, and then you just stick his face into one of the toes of the old scarred T-Rex and watch him eat it.
0: Oh yeah. And he goes he goes ham just straight he just up. Rough. He he just he, he straight up goes ham um and just eats to the point to where You know when somebody overfeeds a chihuahua and it looks like a football? (laughs) Kind of like that.
1: (laughs) So now he's a very fat belly. And he's just very lethargic at this point. Yeah. Good (laughs) Timmy.
0: Good Timmy is fat and happy. You pick him
1: up and start petting him.
2: So... Kinda, so like like during the night while sitting at the campfire, Suka just kinda pets Timmy the Kobold as if it's like she's a super
0: Yeah, well <laughs> while
1: we're...
0: a super villain.
1: Kind of ignore Uthra chomping down on, on the T Rex leg. Yes. He needs
2: like a whole leg, so
1: <sighs> yeah, <Not>
2: just fine.
0: <sighs> so that was fun. Um, for the rest if of the we night, reserve
1: it properly. We'll have uh, like another month's worth of rations.
0: Yep. So, uh, shortly after all that said and done, the you go to you go to lay back down, thinking, okay, well, it's now silent out here. There's nothing else. You know, maybe we can catch a few more Zs, and then you see on the horizon, the, s- the sky starts to become brighter.
1: Well, I, I guess we can travel for, <coughs> like, half a day. And We're almost there. We-, we can...
2: Yeah,
1: we-, we got at least a rest... So we.
2: If... Plus, all my good way. spells don't really, you know, uh, my all my good spells are like second level, which come back on short rests anyway. At least half of them do.
0: All right. So, Whew. y'all ready for your last day of travel? Yeah. Yep. All right. All um right. You
1: want me to roll it, or do you want to roll it? Uh,
2: it would be your turn to roll because I rolled the last one.
1: All right.
0: Eight. Okay. You follow the Another
2: river. <laughs> you, you
0: You follow <laughs> the river for a while, and you get to the point to where you could actually see the the bay off in the distance and suka you know that a little bit to the left of that towards the mouth of that bay is the entrance to your to your home and you feel this like it's about midday now and you feel this sense of relief that you're finally back on your soil on your on your turf and for Yusuka, it's also a lot of it comes flooding back. A lot of, a lot of you know, the fires, the hearing the screams of your people. Um, uh, can I turn off the light? Sure you can turn off the light, it's fine. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, so uh back to emotional scene. But uh you hear the in, in your head you hear like the screams of your people being massacred, the um you see the burned out husk of the little entry town area where you had um camp almost camp like huts set up for the kobolds that would be operating outside the mountain and outside the Warrens and you can still see that there's some very much picked over, um, but you still see some corpses of your kin here and there. Um, sometimes pieces of them, uh, scorch marks, burn marks, and just the general destruction that the the your home was left in. <laughs> and you also uh... you also see that the entrance that would get you in has collapsed. Like the entrance that would actually get you into your kobold Warren has collapsed.
2: I expected that. um, But now we're actually here, I could probably get into contact with Steve. It'd be difficult, but i probably get in contact with him.
0: No, who, but, is, uh, well, who is Steve again?
2: Uh just an Umber Hulk trader who, you know, lives around in this area. Ah. The Umber live in the like in the deep dark. The underdark. So Yeah. But Steve comes up, you know, getting the gold and various other stuff.
0: He's a nice guy. Okay. Steve the Umberhulk. Yeah, I forgot about him. I'm sorry. It's it's been a couple weeks.
1: It's been quite a while since we mentioned Steve.
0: Yeah. So um you're now standing here amongst this ruin that was once your home. What do you do?
2: Uh first thing I do is go over to um one particular building that's kind of like combination of Half hut, half watchtower. Yes. But, like, the watchtower's, like, obviously, you know, collapsed onto the roof. Yes. And, you know, destroyed most of the hut. Uh, and just kind of wiped this, you know, dirt and grime off, uh, like a wood plank by the door. And it just simply says Suka's hut in Draconic. Mm Mm-hmm. Good to be home.
0: Right, right after you wipe, you know, the dust and soot from that, <clears throat> the door, to, the door that it's attached to, just kind of goes, <clears throat> just lands in this, you know, pitiful way back inside of it. Uh, so kind of
2: just turns towards the group, and you know announces to the rest of the kobolds. Uh, We finally made it. Uh, But it is now time to bury the dead and begin rebuilding. And we're going to make our clan better and stronger than it ever was. And it's at that point, she kind of brings the prince out and shows him, this is where you're going to live. All this is yours. It might not look like much now, but it's going to get a lot better.
0: He kind of looks up at you expectingly, like, almost like uh, if you were to pick up a puppy. <laughs>
2: I give him a bit of T-Rex meat, because, you
0: know... He om it. Yes. He's, he's starting to become a little chonky boy, because you fed him a lot last night.
2: Well, that's a good thing. He'll He's gonna have heck of a gross spurt over the next 50 years.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Good lord. So... <clears throat> Yeah, and
1: uh, I, I just start uh, telling them I'll gather up supplies so I can start uh, preserving the uh, meat we acquired while you guys handle whatever funerary
2: rites.
0: Okay. Um, Is that uh, hmm?
2: Yeah, we're going to do funerary rites with all the kobold bodies we have lying around.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, if that's uh, what you
2: want. Yeah. It's mostly funeral pyres.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, if that's what you want to do, it takes the better part of the day to the rest of the day to get that done. There's a lot of rubble to dig through. Um, Rost has actually instead of helping with uh, um the burning and the interment, he has gone over with two other kobolds. <clears throat> And is currently shifting the rocks out of the way of the the collapsed entrance to try to see if they can get back inside.
2: Um. At the end of the day, you know, after you know, saying some draconic p- prayers to the old queen and uh whatever dragon deity uh they believe in. Um Suka will actually you know try and find some sort of you know large boulder that goes pretty deep into the ground mm-hmm and use that as like her way of trying to get in contact with
0: Steve okay um before you do that, um you give the like the funerary prayer in draconic um one or the one of the kobolds that's you know with you uh whose name is Rashan she is a younger kobold um not one of the young young ones but she's younger than you um she takes and lights a torch and you have all the all the kobold bodies light up, lined up um, on top of a long bed of dried leaves and other such burnables. And she takes and lights a torch and throws it onto it, and the whole thing goes up just whoom And as the bodies are burning, you have uh, Amon walk up, holding something withered in her right hand, or in her left hand and she takes and tosses it onto the pyre and just watches it burn.
1: Yeah, and all all the while that Suku was speaking her prayers in Draconic, me, the uh, old woman, and the teenager in Uthra were over by the cook fires, and I was just translating for the three of them.
0: It's a very solemn moment. Um turn- I think is the
1: fire's light, Uthra just starts.
0: Uthra starts what? Because
1: after all, it's a warrior's burial.
0: No, Uthra starts what?
1: You Warring. Know, yeah. It's basically a manticore's like a war cry type thing. Oh,
0: okay, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, he's honoring the dead.
0: All right. Um um Amon turn turns to Yusuke and says, "So, where are we going to set up camp and sleep?"
2: Unfortunately, the best place to do it is currently right here on uh by the entrance. Uh, luckily, we don't have to return those, and I gesture to the large dinos, so we can just unhook the carts and just turn them into huts, essentially.
0: And Unpack. she 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 nods and get gathers the other kobolds and starts unpacking the the carts for to be converted into makeshift shelters. Um. You said that after that point, you. Uh, find a large stone that's half-buried to try to communicate with Steve? Yes.
2: Yeah. Basically, I take... um. Uh, like, a, either another rock or... Or a long wood pole. Mm-hmm. Or metal would probably be better. Like, some sort of metal object. Yeah. And just, like, rhythmically bang... On it in uh, an old specific code that would, you know, let Steve know that, hey, I got stuff to trade.
0: Alright. um, You do that. And...
2: I don't know if he's around, but, you know, since Umberhulks have Tremor sense, he should feel the vibrations, hence why.
0: Yeah. um, You do that, and... <laughs> you don't get a response. I mean, how can you get a response? <laughs> yeah. He could um, be pretty
2: far off. So I just yeah. have to wait for him to come to me. And then yeah.
0: Did. So like you put out, you put out the message, but he, uh, he,
1: uh, you don't get any immediate response.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so anything else you want to do?
2: Probably start gathering some rope and uh, using the wheels from the wagons as, like, makeshift pulleys to, you know, hook up to the dinos so they can start pulling rubble away from the cave entrance.
0: Okay, well, you would have to do that in the morning. Because it is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But, you know, just getting it sorted out, you know, like rope, wheels, in an area so it's there.
0: Alright. Um... Yeah, so you guys are gonna sleep. No, so you guys are gonna sleep for the night and then start working on that on the, that the next day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, um, I'm
1: guessing it takes most of the day to get the meat into a uh, roasted preserved state.
0: Well, yeah, but uh, as of current, it's it's now well into nightfall, so
2: actually, kind of think of it. The one of the only things that probably wouldn't be destroyed were would be the salt fields. Yeah. Which are like just these areas like just sort of like along the sides of the cliff where like, you know salt was placed and then, you know, slowly cultivated
0: to grow. Yeah. Those would more than likely be still there because it wasn't in the main village area. Yeah. It was more along the coastline.
1: Yeah, somebody could have used a cooking pot to gather up a bunch of sea salt.
0: <laughs> but you would have to do that so tomorrow.
1: Besides roasted meats, we've got stuff that's starting to be salt preserved.
0: All right. Um. So you both go to sleep. Actually, everybody goes to sleep. And some of the kobolds said they would go on ahead and keep watch since you you few had fought the night before.
1: Yeah.
0: So, um, and so does the the archmage and her daughter. They they say that they'll also take shifts. And so you go into a decent sleep. Lassere.
1: Well,
0: yes. I need you to roll a D twenty. Just no modifier. Just D twenty. All
1: right d20
0: 20, 20, roll coming up 15 yep you're dreaming having having to, a, a usual dream that you had which was one uh, almost reliving of the first time you went out hunting and it was you and Kira and you had tracked down a rabbit and you were going to use a sling to to, you know hit the rabbit. And you and Kira are tucked into a bush. There's the rabbit before you. And you're about to pop out of the bush like you like you did did every time that you've had this dream, reliving this memory. And right before you pop out of the bush, Kira Oddly puts her hand on on your shoulder. You stop. And without looking at you, still looking at the rabbit, you hear a male voice, a familiar voice. It's coming. Are you ready? And then she looks at you, and her face changes to a black void in a deep, cowled hood. And you wake up. Silence. Save for the sound of insects buzzing in the distance. Calm. Hey, okay. Suka. Uh, I need you to yes, roll a well, d20.
1: just sort of looking around like, let's see. All
2: right. Eleven.
0: Eleven. You're oddly enough having a dream about being at sea, um, not in the barrel. Uh, actually, out on the boat. Actually, out on the on the Swiftly. Um, you often have dreams where you replay memories of past events, and. No matter where the ship turns, you see that island, that strange island that was out in the middle of the ocean, the one that you did a flyover on, and no matter where you turn, it seems to be in front of you, and it seems to be getting closer and continues to get closer. I
2: don't. I don't like
0: that. You. You. I I don't like that. It. And even though it seems to get closer, it also seems to be ever so much further away. You never seem to get to it. But that you would turn course to another direction, and then you would look back to where the island was, and it's gone. And you look forward, and it's there. And. Something doesn't seem right, but you can't put your finger on it. And you... you It's not a thing if you wake up in a panic. You can choose when you want to wake up at this point in time, but it's its not a freak out. It's not a major premonition. It's just for some reason this island keeps planting itself in, in your field of view. What do you do?
2: Ah, uh, Suka's not sure. She'll probably, in the dream, call out to her patron, uh, mm-hmm. Lady, Lady Rosalia, and see if she can. Uh, give any answers. She was, you, an old, she was a pretty old, wise dragoness, so...
0: yeah, You've reached out like this when you've had confusing dreams before, to Rosalia. And you await her response. You continue to await her response and it seems to not come as quickly as normal. It's usually almost instant when you're in the dream. And then you hear... Screams, thousands upon thousands of screams in your head from all sides. And you see the island off in the distance start to get closer. And this time it's actually rapidly approaching. And the back of it pulls up and this giant maw comes up from underneath this island. And just as it's about to close on your ship, the screams become agonizing you close your eyes trying to will them away and you wake up clutching your head rolling from side to side as the screams subside instantly.
2: Okay. That was terrifying. But I think... I know not to go anywhere near that place. Because clearly it wants to eat me.
0: Um. Real quick, just roll a, a perception check. I, I just want to check on one more thing. Okay. This would kind of be happy. a... Do
2: you want both of us to?
0: No, just Suka. Okay. Okay.
2: I have plus ten perceptions. So, that's a twenty-six.
0: Twenty-six, okay. Um, as you kind of sit there, holding your head, the last fleeting image that you saw before this maw opened up and engulfed the entire ship and I mean the entire ship. It looked like that same bleached skull that was on the island.
2: Hmm. Um, Suka just kind of reaches into her backpack and pulls out all those... Dragon hearts that are, you know, safely stored, wrapped up, and preserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, that were almost burned to ash because of the sacrifices. Uh, but all of them should be rescued. So she's going to uh, start preparing to do a little ritual thing to hopefully ward this area. From that type of
0: stuff okay um just as you're starting to dig through stuff you get that ping in your mind like when you make contact with your patron and it's only one single thought one single word or no one single thought two words it's coming
2: all I can do is prepare.
0: You get a response back of good.
2: Alright, so, with that, uh, Suka will immediately start, you know, uh, with her uh, mental map of what she remembers of the area, and like, what uh, where she wants these things placed, effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, in D D lore, there is this actual thing. Basically, when a dragon dies via old age, its spirit can linger on. Uh, hope, and via a, this special ritual, she's gonna you know call forth the spirits of the dragons you know from these hearts to, you know they'll be at peace, but you know, if danger happens, you know, they will be called upon to help protect the area. So say someone wants to send a meteor swarm, nah. Hmm. Lightning bolts sh- to strike the meteors before they hit the village.
0: Hmm. You can most That's certainly...
2: the type of thing I'm thinking.
0: You can most certainly try, um, Lysera, Yeah. You see, like you you wake up just before just before Suka does, and you actually see or you actually saw her. You know, shifting from side to side and holding her head before she woke up, and then you yeah. see her. You see her start muttering to herself and searching through her backpack.
1: Oh, as soon as I saw her, saw her start tossing and turning, I, I got out of my bedroll and started heading for her.
0: Yeah, by the time you get up to her, she's uh digging through her pack to, you know, you don't know what.
1: just kneel down next to her and ask her what she needs me to do to help.
0: Olga? Oh,
2: Sorry, was muted. Um my uh, plan was... is to effectively just ward the our area like, right. the main village and some of the surrounding areas, like, part of the big mountain. Because something is coming, according to my patron. Okay. So, I don't know what it is, but it's very bad. Uh, so, We're basically going to basically take these to certain points around. uh, uh, Around the
1: interior next period? Yeah,
2: uh, burn them and then plant the ashes.
1: Okay. Any kind of uh, additional components to this ritual? uh, I'm
2: sure there are
1: uh, spell or something.
2: I'm sure there are, and I think uh like Suka's patron would just give like some basic guidance on like you need these particular (laughs) opponents and like to say these particular words, I assume.
1: Well, I guess if you contact her to to know, ask her what the ritual is and just let her know I'm willing to help. I mean, I speak Draconic. Uh,
2: she knows you're willing to help because I know.
1: Yeah. I, I'm just saying if she wants to contact me directly, then so we can get this done faster. Sure, I
2: don't mind. Uh, if Lady Rosalia wants to contact you, she, uh, she might.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. All right. I'm trying to think, cause I don't even know what this ritual is that you're talking about. <laughs> but okay.
2: It's, this is this it, is more it's for like a this is the
1: warding spell. Sort of yeah. turning the souls of these five dragons into guardian, guardian to spirits. Guardian
2: spirits.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. So basically, uh, Lissera has opened herself up to Suka's patron to be, uh, to be. Lysera takes assistance. a level of warlock. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Whoops. it's just. No, it's just uh, psychically receptive.
0: Um, Alright, opening yourself up uh, to this. Just
1: to assist with this.
0: <clears throat> um, you're not given actual words. You're more or less given just images in your head. Um, with Suka, it comes in as words, but with you, since you have no hard link connection... Yeah. She is very it's just very brief images. Um one image is that um is image of an eye roll. Like as it really? Like, you know, she said burning it, it's not right. Um so yeah. It's uh you get an image of an eye roll of frustration. Um the next the next image you get is A certain type of object looks almost like a crystal, um, roughly the size of roughly the size of your palm. And then the next image that you see in it is that you take this crystal. It's like it's basically like this plus this equal this. Yeah, it shows crystal Plus stake in heart. Plus certain spell equals crystal with dragon essence inside. And
1: and along with the image of the crystal is a sense of where I could find one.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, there's a sense of where you can find one
2: the sense is Steve (laughs) Um, the answer's always Steve
0: you get the uh, image of a mountain range um, with no volcanoes on it Um, the the way it's telling the the image that you're getting is mountain range river inside of a, the mouth of a cave that the river flows out or the river is flowing out from
1: so up in the mist cliff mountains
0: you might have seen something that looks kind of like that on your on your journey there. At least you know where the river is.
1: Oh, that Miss Cliff is the only one that's got a river flowing out of it.
0: Yes.
2: We'll work on the warding another time. A.K.A. quote-unquote uh, game ends and that's just like the finishing touch. Um, yeah. The number one thing we need to do is to get inside the tunnels. So I think that's what we need to start doing because we need yeah. to get that chest and a thing of lava. Yes.
0: Yes. So
2: at that point, we're done. Um. Ish.
0: Yeah. I need either of you. Doesn't matter which one. To roll a D twenty.
2: Okay. Because
0: I'm putting the fate of this in your hands.
2: Natural twenty.
0: Okay. It takes about it takes into the wee early portions of the of noon. Like probably around what we would consider about eleven forty five to twelve o'clock. Before you actually get enough of the stone moved out of the way for a full-size human to actually get inside, <clears throat> um, okay. So the yeah. it it takes about and that I, long, I, I starting starting from well, about I'm six a.m.
1: Guard the outer entrance.
0: He turns and nuts.
2: I, I I assume Steve is still nowhere to be seen. Yeah, he's not. No. Oh, well, sucks for Steve. I got gold.
0: Sucks for gold. I have Steve. No, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
2: that is a real whew, headbanger.
0: Yep. So the smell coming from this cave or this this pretty. Part, I'm pretty
2: sure it's pretty rank.
0: Um, very. Yeah. Very musty. Um, kind of has a putrid smell, but you're probably thinking that's from spoiled food. And the ever so um, understandable smell of, uh, not sulfur, but like, the kind of smell you get around volcanoes. Well,
1: yeah, it so would actually be a little sulfur. bit sulfury.
0: A little bit of sulfury, yeah. a little bit brimstony, well,
1: faint, uh, but it's brimstone there. Brimstone is sulfur.
0: Okay, a little bit sulfury, but, faint, but it is there.
2: All right, we but, gotta yeah, go. No, that makes sense. We we definitely gotta go deeper.
0: Got to go Toward deeper. The lava pools. All right.
2: The lava pools, I believe, are next to the hot tubs.
0: Yeah, that you, would you make got. Sense. You've got a good ways to go. Good ways to go, because you know it. You know it takes you about a good five or six hours to get all the way through your Warren to where the to where the the uh, lava pools are.
1: Uh, it may take a little longer. The, the hot tub, tub is a have... two-hour
2: walk. The the extra three hours on top of that is to lava. It,
1: yeah. it is the fact that you have a human-sized being. Because there are certain sections Oh uh, yeah, the
2: our tunnels t- 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 are t- not really Yeah, our tunnels are a little uh it's a little small. cramped for you. Yeah I, I, I like to think that like sometimes She's just like having to crawl on all fours <laughs> Also Suga's just casually Just walking
1: Yeah, you're walking And I, I cramped up So I just started army crawling
0: Yeah so just
1: to give my certain muscles a break.
2: And we got the chest with us, so it's got the creepy book.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Lava proof chest.
0: Also, you all got a long rest.
2: Yeah. Yay.
0: So make sure all of you so make sure that all of your stuff gets long rested. Including oh, yeah. Tizzy, because Tizzy needs it. <laughs>
2: She took that one. She took that slap from a T Rex like a freaking champ. Yep. Yeah. Not. Not gonna lie.
0: Yep. And as you make your way inside, you can actually see that there's there's signs that something had tried to get out. Um. Like there there. Some of the rubble that's still left behind has been shifted away from the inside, and there's even some it, claw marks. Does
2: it contain abnormally?
0: Are,
2: yeah, I was about to say, do they have abnormally large claw marks?
0: Some, some of them do. Um, I know,
2: can... I know Steve. He's an Umber Hulk, so do these kind of look like Umber Hulk claws?
0: give me a survival either survival or perception. or no 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 investigation investigation check okay 18 18 and
2: am I... do i have anything in investigation i don't think so
0: nope okay let so 18 18 oh, that's enough um yeah they're they're under hold yeah
2: uh, i just pick up a rock and start doing the same signal again just let it echo through the hall uh the tunnel.
0: Okay. Um. Still no response as of yet.
2: Steve doesn't usually respond. He just shows up.
0: He just shows up. Yeah. But you're now letting him know that you've moved inside. <clears throat> and.
2: And also lets any um other umberhulks know that we're in here.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Once at, been occupied. Yeah. And as you mm-hmm. start making your way, you know, deeper into the cave system that you the kobold Warren that you've made to hopefully dispose of you know this evil book and whatever else you have locked in this <coughs> chest forever and a day. We will go on ahead and end the session for the night. alrighty All right. And then we I, will I'm be I'm guessing
1: the tunnels start opening up more because of border folks.
0: Oh yeah, that would make sense. So, until next... That's why I
2: want to play an Umber Hulk. (laughs) Be interesting. I get a Kool-Aid man through walls. (laughs) Yeah. That's part of my day.
0: So, until next time, keep adventuring, my friends. Take it easy.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Hello, Scott here with Arcasaur Tabletop. Thank you for listening to Arcasaur D&D, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Real Play Podcast. You can follow our content by going to arcasortt.com that is A-R-C-A-S-A-U-R-T-T A-R-C-A-S-A-U-R-T-T.com and peruse our website for more content, games, and merch. Please give us a review and be sure to like, share, follow, and subscribe through your platform of choice you can listen to us on anchor fm breaker google podcast pocket cast radio public and spotify thank you for listening